This episode is made possible by our friends at Bold, Shopify's largest app developer. They have some amazing apps that do cool stuff on your Shopify store, like allow you to sell subscriptions, memberships with exclusive site access, upsell offers, wholesale pricing, daily deals, loyalty points, product bundles, and so much more. And good news, they have an offer for our listeners to get any of their apps free for two months by going to e-commerce-bootcamp.com slash bold. Hello and welcome to this episode of the unofficial Shopify podcast. It's me, Kurt Elster. I'm back, as always. Uh, kind of excited. We not long ago launched uh, e-commerce hacks weekly. Very cool uh, concept. It's 20 bucks a month, and I will send you a five-minute video on growing your store once a week, every single week for 50 weeks. Well, 50, maybe 52 weeks. I haven't decided because I haven't recorded them all yet. Um, but if you go to ecommercehacksweekly.com, you can check that out. It's kind of cool. New thing we're starting. Uh, hope it works out. We're up to, I think, 20 subscribers at the time of this recording, which being that I had sent the email out about it a day ago, that's not, that's good. Off to a good start. Um, anyway, today uh, we're going to talk to a, a client of mine, a friend of mine, uh, Nate Murray from Merchline. And, you know, for years, one of the most common things that I people would try to do with Shopify is sell t-shirts. And it quickly became, you know, a very saturated market. And the people who succeeded with it, you know, did interesting things. You know, like many years ago, Threadless, which was like crowdsourcing stuff. Um, Ripped Apparel, who does its, uh, uh, its time-boxed stuff, where, like, the shirt's only available for a day. You have to do some, like, in a category like that, you have to do something different and interesting with it. Or, you know, another solution might be to solve a pain. And I've got... You know, Merchline actually does all of those things. Um, incredibly interesting, incredibly successful. I'm lucky to be working with them. It's got me in touch with some some interesting folks. Um, but joining me is is Nate Nate Murray. Nate, how are you? Hello, doing great. Thanks so, for having me. My pleasure. So tell me, uh, how would you describe Merchline? Merchline is the merchandise and brand partner to our clients. And so we handle all uh, screen printing and production in-house, as well as the e-commerce and logistics for the clients that we work with on e-commerce level. So everything from it being printed to being sold and shipped all happens with us. So and that's are, our little elevator speech. <laughs> who are a few of those clients? Yeah, so we work, you know, found ourselves primarily in the entertainment industry. So lots of uh, notable, you know, touring acts, um, everything from EDM, from Skrillex and Jack U and, you know, Diplo to... Who performed um, at the Grammys recently. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun to see. Uh, to, you know, to a rock artist or indie rock artist like Father John Misty and, you know, Under Oath and uh, other notable acts such as that and hip-hop artists from Lecrae to Andy Mineo and then, you know, um, any other brands that are just uh, existing and needing the heavy lifting of the production and the e-commerce to be handled by a trusted source. So independent clothing lines, things of that nature. So how many uh, how many total storefronts are in there then? Yeah, so for the e-commerce side to Merch Line, we run about forty three individual properties um, <laughs> on for what would be under the global Merch Line umbrella. So yeah. So each one is its own store, like its own Shopify store. Right, 
Right. So we came alongside Shopify about two and a half years ago, and we're able to have a really unique and uh, special arrangement with them where we operate on their platform and we operate individual storefronts for all of our clients uh, on Shopify. And uh, it's been it's been fantastic. <laughs> Man, managing. And we've talked about like, you know, the shockingly managing 43 storefronts is, while Pot like has its challenges, not the complete uh, nightmare that one would think. Um, just essentially by like sticking to, it sounds like standard operating procedures is how you get through it. Standard operating procedures as well. It's just a wealth of experience gathered, you know, over our 15 year lifespan, you know, Merch Lines in its 15th year right now. And within, which is, you know, eons in terms of technology and, you know, industry wise. I mean, it's taken so many different twists and turns from being on a, an off the shelf, you know, software 15 years ago to a completely, completely and utterly proprietary build, you know, for a good chunk to then moving to, yeah, what would be Shopify about two and a half three years ago. So a uh, collective experience allows us to, you know, know what we need to accomplish, accomplish it quickly, accomplish it well, and then implement that, you know, over and over again. Um, not in a cookie cutter way, just more of a, we've, we're well past the learning stage of what we want to have the storefronts be and do and operate. So how do you, uh, how did you get started in this? Man, well, I was born from my lovely mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, uh, lame joke, lame dad joke. Um, you know, uh, growing up and playing I love dad jokes, by the way, <laughs> and now, like being a dad. Now I get to actually use dad jokes. Now they're just jokes. <laughs> now they're just jokes. Right? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I come from. We all come from the the DIY do it yourself. You know, scenes, if you will, way back when. You know, playing in in groups and bands, and we all played music, and and I did as well. And really, just when you see something that you want to do, and sometimes you think think you can do it better than someone else, you just go and do it. So, whether it's playing, uh, picking up a guitar, and, and creating to you know eventually what would be uh, graphic design and, and merchandising, that I was just drawn and interested in that. So, um, uh, getting a uh, you know, a journalism degree in college that I did nothing with all the while. <laughs> I was trial and erring, erring with Photoshop in, in all of my spare time. Um, ended up doing freelance design, merch design for lots of bands and groups and eventually some of my friends and some of my friends who inevitably got signed and went on to major labels and they make great art and so was able to kind of work alongside of them and, and do the freelance thing for a bit. And, um, you know, out of school, I, I the web development company, it was my first job at a company here in Tampa, Florida, and, and they ended up folding. And at that point, it was, uh, I was getting a lot of requests for, hey, we'll take your designs, but do you know where we can get it printed? And then eventually that turned into, hey, we like the designs, we'll take the prints. And by chance, do you know how to sell this online? And that was 2001, 2002. And it was a completely wild, wild west then and really, really difficult to set up an online storefront. And that really just kind of began my journey there. So started in my bedroom, um, just learning what payment gateways were, what, you know, buy now buttons were, learning a little bit of coding, a little bit of design. And, you know, over time just grew organically from not only designing to getting the printing done to then growing what would be an online space then. And uh, it's been a, a 15 year journey ever since. Man, unpacking that, like, number one, there's something so important about your attitude and mindset, you know, and I like... I commend you for just having that like attitude of like, Hey, you know, like, I don't know if I could do that better, but I bet I can. And like just walking into everything with that attitude and being willing to try things and do it yourself is amazing. 
especially when you couple with it, and this isn't like a powerful skill you have, um, was like listening to and hearing people's pains. You're like, sure. all right, this is like, there is a clear need and I bet I could figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll chalk it up to a mild bit of naivete for sure. It wasn't like I started out. Sometimes going, that helps. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, like, when we started this business, I was like, I'm going to start our own e-commerce platform and it will have like all kinds of features and bells and whistles. And it was a total disaster, but I didn't know what I was biting off. So and then kind of like worked backwards from that. For but sure. yeah, like that, no, not knowing what you don't know sometimes can be an asset and that you don't, you know, talk yourself out of things. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes you get asked like, what would you go back and tell your younger self? And it's, you know, not a whole lot because obviously that's where I am at and where we all are collectively at as individuals. We're formed by our past, you know, we're formed by our relationships. Absolutely. But I would you know what I wouldn't say, which is you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. That's part of the growing and the molding process. But, um, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, every, every new plateau, every new stage of accomplishment open up a plethora of, of doors of, uh, gray area of unknowns. And yeah, you just kind of keep marching through and, and, and you learn as you go and, uh, having that persistence, having that, um, you know, what was naivete, uh, of, not being afraid to fail, I think that is still important now, no matter what stage of career that you are in. Like, you fail, fail often, you know, taking cues from Seth Godin and yeah, man, fail uh, fast, fail up. Yeah, and, and just get to ship. And that's, I think, one large kind of theme and characteristic that um, I, I believe I've picked up and want to encourage others are uh, with is that, man, get to ship. You know, it will never be perfect. There's perfect or profitable and a lot of things in between. And, uh, man, just get the work out. You know, you're an artist, you're a business person, businesswoman, you know, uh, get it, get it out there and, and keep learning and, and failing and, and, and winning. You know? Yeah. And, uh, an amazing book on literally that topic, Amy Hoy's just fucking ship, which also comes in a clean version. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, you could pull cop <laughs> versions. Um, but essentially it's like a book she wrote in 24 hours about how to ship something like rapidly and why in the process. And it's really interesting. I read it on the airplane, on an airplane um, where I do my best reading, of course, because nice. there's no Wi-Fi. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's such an important concept to, re to just accept like, all right, step one to launching a product isn't to get it perfect and out the door because you don't know, like you haven't shipped it. You have no idea what it's going to do. It's just get it out there, validate it, and then, okay, now do the next like, what do you do next? Revise it, iterate, revise it, just keep going with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to go along with that same theme, you know, one thing that I believe is really important is, man, don't compare someone else's middle or someone else's end with your beginning. Yeah. And you have no I, idea what happened along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I believe if, I learned that pretty quickly and, um, but you know, it's something that, that can always be used as a lens to view things at and look at it and, and give yourself ideas and, copy the good things about the thing that you see and ditch the bad things and keep growing and keep developing that way. So you've got, um, so it's not like essentially what Merchline, you know, it's big advantage is you provide an end-to-end -end solution to someone. So I'm an artist, I'm on the road, I'm touring. I don't have time, you know, to design merchandise, market it, print it, fulfill it, pick it, pack orders, etc. Yes. Yes. And 
you know, merchandise, online sales is the lifeblood to any brand. And, you know, I'll include you know, inter touring entertainment groups as, you know, when I say brand, including them and that group. And, um, you know, nobody buys music anymore. That's just known. So where do you make music, um, you know, a living as, a, as an artist or touring artist? And it's with touring and live shows and then merch. And then, so then, man, where does that leave you? You can have your, you know, your, your cousin's sister's brother-in-law, you know, cut, you know, then their cousin run your online storefront for you or you know if you want to really do it for real and you may get to a certain tier it makes sense to have a third party come alongside and, and do that with you well so um, it's not an open door policy we take on new clients on a case-by-case -case basis and only when it makes sense when the you know if they have an existing property and when it volume is is at such where yeah ha have someone else have an expert do this and do this for you and you want to grab someone who's got yeah you always want to do like to do your best work you have to be really picky about who you work with and that's sort of like a problem I get into now is I turn down pro probably over half of people who contact me to work with me. And sometimes that people get frustrated. They're like, but I'm trying to give you money. I'm like, but we won't. <laughs> it's like, I'm not going to be happy. So sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's smart. That's wise. And that's not in a snobby way. That's not in a uh, yeah, highfalutin way. It's more of a man, what well, makes sense? And you know, yeah, we're not, I try to be very like polite about it. Well, I'm super polite about it, and I'm like, here's, um, you know, here's here's a referral, etc. But gee, yeah, it's sort of like you know, someone asking you on a date, like you don't say yes to everybody. Sure. Um, not that I've had that problem. Which <laughs> I've not had the problem of too many dates. I don't um, believe it. <laughs> so managing 43 stores, mm -hmm. what problems do you get into, and what workarounds have you have you come up with? I think that relates to what we were just talking about. Um, you know, in the past, there, there was an excitement level, and I think one that's warranted where, you know, new clients, new interests starts coming in, and you say yes to everything. And um, we're at a place now where, yeah, we don't need to and, and, and shouldn't for the sake of the work that we're able to do for the clients that we do have, you know. Um, say yes to the, to the really, really good opportunities or the great opportunities, which allows you to say no to the, you know, not-so-good opportunities. And, again, in a non-egotistical way, it's just more more of a, we all have this currency of time that we can't get back. So where do we, where do we put the time to our allowing ourselves to do the best work? So um, taking on clients on a, on a, on a smart and, and good filter basis or having a filters in place with your team to know when to say yes and when to say no. Um, and then as it really specifically to the e-commerce side, you know, working with Shopify, it's just, you know, the doors are wide open. You can do anything. So at the same time, that's that's kind of limiting in that, that there's a paralyzation of choice. Like what path do we go down? How how much time do we do we do on a theme development, on app development? But you know, so finding that pocket of what makes sense for not only us, but then our end client as well. Um, what makes sense to then to fall all the way down to the end consumer in terms of you know what apps or what methodologies to use, um, and then just multiplying that over by forty times. But um, you know, so it's just the multiplication of, of options, uh, but at the same time, you know, being having a good relationship with our clients and what their needs are, what their desires are, what their goals are, and making sure we're aligned with the same vision here with us at Merchline. And um, as long as decisions align with those those goals, then man, let's let's do what it takes to to get there. So one of the interesting things you did was not um, you know, like you very easily could have grouped stores together to make your your store management load less or had like one master store that's like a marketplace. But instead you did something interesting. You broke it by down by brand where each brand gets its own storefront and they don't necessarily always have their own domain name, but they'll have like their own subdomain. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's a really important choice. I think I know why you did it. Um, but 
you know, tell me why that, how that came to be. Sure. Like, so, why do it one way versus the other? Right. So our goals as, as, a, as Merchline, as, as a business, as a group, as an entity, we are here to make brands successful and to delight customers. So all decisions within our business are relating to that. You know, we can, we can change, we can pivot, but it always, that's the vision, that's the goal, that's the picture we paint to why we do what we do. It doesn't make sense from a brand perspective for the clients that we work with if we had a large mall type atmosphere where it's it's the merch line mall, come in, come all, come get a you know, Skrillex t shirt along with a Lecrae t shirt, who you know, who's a Christian hip hop artist and incredible and does fantastic work. But those are polar opposite right. um, demographics. And so that just doesn't make sense for the brand. That would make sense for us because we could do a lot of <laughs> uh, uh, decisions and, and, and decisions on profit that would that would benefit us, but that doesn't benefit the brand, that doesn't make the brand that we work with successful. So having individual um, properties that are consistent with the um, online, um, you know, look and feel and properties to our end clients, you know, existing, you know, websites, Facebook and all that, that, that makes sense. So the official Skrillex storefront needs to look like the official Skrillex website and only have his products. That only makes sense from a brand perspective. And so yeah. and that's Skrillex, it's such answer, interesting. You know? No, that's a great answer. And I think, you know, what you're, you're doing what's best for everybody, you know, merch line, the cut, like ultimately you're doing what's best for the client and the customer. And that becomes what's best for you. Um, at the expense of like, oh, okay, well, you made like you made more work for yourself, but it's going to pay off in the end, and that's one of the like the weird things I see people avoiding um, when it comes to multiple storefronts. Like, so a common request I see from clients is, well, we want to offer wholesale, and really the best way it's like, okay, well, that's a different kind of customer, and you're really selling a different product. Like, it may be the same thing, but it's going to be packaged differently. It's going to be priced differently. It's mm -hmm. probably in quantity. You know, there's like a, it's a whole different thing. So my, the best solution for it is put it on its own subdomain, make it like wholesale.acmewidgets.com. Mm -hmm. And people always push back against it. They're like, well, that's going to cost an extra $29 a month. I don't want to run two storefronts. Mm -hmm. Like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah, like, okay, yeah, you have to like, sure, it costs more and you're running two stores now, but that's what's going to be best overall for everybody. Um, and the people who have done it, like I've never had anyone do a second storefront for wholesale and then be like, this is garbage. I want to go back, you know, to doing it with like trying to make everything work in one storefront. No one has ever gone, you know, backwards on that one. Sure. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's, it's important of a man. There's not a silver bullet to all aspects, no. you know, like hit eight to the 10 points and of the goal that you want to attain and go and do it and then figure out the, you know, start with the what, you know what you want to do now. Do that. The hows start filling in themselves later, as long as you're pursuing it with you know some wisdom and, and not just you know headlong kind of like let's go. But you know, be smart about it. But once you know your what, then figure out the how, and the hows kind of figure out themselves when you're really when you're really digging in, when you're really grinding, and you know. And, but if you're paralyzed by the what's, you know, and you, and you never start, you're never better off than just sitting there talking about it next five years. You know what's interesting is like we first started talking uh, last summer, um, you know, professionally, and I had no idea you were so mindful. Like you have a very, um, a very mindful approach to everything. It's a little bit philosophical, and I totally hear that like that DIY '80s garage punk band attitude <laughs> coming through in the most fantastic way. 
<laughs> it's yeah, a little bit of East Coast, you know, F you, <laughs> you know, kind of attitude. But yeah, yeah, you know, and um, I, I like it. I enjoy business. I enjoy growing a team. Uh, I, I'm, I'm stoked and thankful and grateful who we have, who we work with and, and excited about the future. And I think there's an excitement level in business and e-commerce and industry overall that sometimes gets lost in the, you know, there's a lot of like chipping away of going, but what about this? What about this? What about this? And it's, man. Just, just ship, man. Put your art out there and do it. And the, yeah, you'll, you'll make it work. You'll make it better. You'll make it what it needs to do if, if you're really, you know, um, persistent in, in making that happen. This is cool. This whole thing, you know, I didn't know, like you're such a different client. Um, you're doing such a different thing than most people. But this, like, I didn't know what direction this would go in. It very much turned into a, um, in uh, like motivational speech, this is good. You're <laughs> cool. like halfway to being a motivational speaker there, Tony Robbins. Oh, this man. is great. I liked it. Um, okay, lightning round. What's one piece of misinformation about the Shopify platform you'd like to correct? Ooh, um, that, that is the answer to all of your business services. It will give you the platform to find those, but man, um, it's not the silver bullet to everything, and that's okay. Uh, such as wholesale, such as, uh, you know, customer support, you'll still have to find those pieces. But I see a lot of talk and a lot of reviews on, yeah, but it doesn't do this, it doesn't do this, but it's like, oh, you're missing, but what it does do. <laughs> and it, it provides such a flexible and, and incredible platform just to, to, to launch into. Yeah, I definitely see people where it's like, they don't even, you know, either they have like a completely, you know, a half-assed store on a different platform, or they're on a marketplace like Etsy or Amazon, and then they come up with this almost arbitrary wish list of like, here's everything it has to do, and it's like, well, I really want Shopify to do it, but it, you know, it's missing these three features, and then they just throw the baby out with the bathwater and don't do anything, and it's yes. the strangest thing, it's like, well... Just give up those three features. You'll have your other, you know, eight features that does do, and you'll be very happy with this and, and print money. And they don't like. Instead, they do nothing, or they come up with this convoluted custom solution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's very like it, it's strange because it's like it, you got obsessed. Uh, to your point, they got obsessed with the how instead of the what. Yeah, yeah. Shopify is incredibly flexible, and you'll. And, and all the up features they keep rolling out, it, they, it only makes sense. And it's like, oh, of course, there's a lot of aha moments, and I can, I'm excited to see where they go. It's kind of interesting to hear, like, you've several times said Shopify is so flexible. And what's funny is, the, like, the biggest criticism I hear is, like, well, Shopify is, you know, it's a closed system, and you can't do what you want, and it's going to be limiting. And, it, you know, it really isn't true anymore at all between, yeah. like, you know, the full, the access to the API and the apps and new features. And, you know, you've always been able to custom theme however you wanted. Um, and yeah, it's like, it just, I just, there's a handful of things that it won't do, but there's such oddball use cases that it's, I think it's very flexible. Um, Absolutely. what, all right. Lightning round question. What's okay. one thing you wish every store owner would do or should do? Ooh, well now I'm going to give away my trade secrets, but no, <laughs> no trade secrets. <laughs> um, uh, every store, um, in terms of approach or methodology, I, I would like to see, man, uh, free returns and exchanges adopted on all retailers. Um, it's one competitive advantage I see us having right now. But, man, just from a consumer mindset, let's retrain the consumers to not be afraid to shop online because that still very much exists. Um, we're all competing against Amazon right now. That's, there's an Amazon effect. They want things cheap. They want it no shipping. They want it yesterday from a consumer level. So I think if you're involved in a, in a storefront and online retail, man, adopt the, 
I would say many of the Amazon methodologies, one of which being, man, you don't necessarily need to offer free shipping, but free returns and exchanges, I think, should be uh, available to all. That's a great idea. And, you know, uh, so I, I manage uh, your Facebook ads, and I've recently started using just the la- your, your free returns and languages things for mm-hmm. the card abandonment ads. And wow, they, like that really, I don't know if you looked at it, that really improved it. I, yes, yes, I did notice those recently, and um, I'm proud to, to offer that up. And I, yeah, I view that as a competitive advantage right now. Um, but really, from an overall consumer mindset, I, I would like to see that more. Yeah, I think like things like free shipping with you know at least with a threshold, like mm-hmm. free shipping over sixty bucks, something like that. Um, free returns and exchanges, especially with clothes, because like bolt, you know, you combine those two things and it really reduces risk for the customer. And that's all anybody wants is to like not make risky purchases. Even if it's, you know, 35 bucks on a piece of clothing, like I still don't want to get stuck with, like, that's an awful feeling where it's like, I spent 35 bucks on a sweatshirt and it doesn't fit. And now what do I do with it? Now what do I do? Yeah. That sucks. Um, and it's such an easy thing to fix. And that's why like, I don't know. I'm I'm lucky. So the only thing I sell are digital goods. You know, I've got a whole series of info products now. You're smart. Um, so I do. <laughs> yeah. There's like all the work is in creating it, and then like after that, it's it's done. Um, but you know, the advantage to that stuff, like because there's no real cost on it, is I just do 100% no questions asked satisfaction guarantee. Um, and I people give me the strangest reasons. Where I want to be like, no, that's like that's not a good reason. Like, I'm not going to give you your money back. But I told everybody like 100 percent said it, you know. And I so I do. I refund everybody. <laughs> that's smart. You know, that's yeah. Uh, delight the customers for sure. I think that's yeah. I dig that. And on that same tip, it seems like whenever uh, an order from on our end just maybe doesn't ship in in time for the customer's expectations. We do a fantastic job with it, by the way, but of course there's always, you know, those instances. It's always because they need it for a birthday. It's like, man, everyone's birthday is always the day after <laughs> someone places an order. Maybe you should have ordered it a little <laughs> earlier, buddy. It's always the birthday. Yeah. No, that's um Yeah. So how do you handle it? Like what do you do if someone says like, all right, I ordered this for a birthday, it came a day late. It's like, well, the t shirt's still awesome. <laughs> Yeah, teachers still awesome. I mean, again, we normally we're pretty liberal with our refunding of the original shipping costs. Like, oh man, sorry about that. No problem. Here you go. You know, hope to see you again. And I think that's, that's a good way to tackle it. Is just like do a partial refund of the shipping. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we're not here to place blame. And and is it really our fault? No, but really, if you're t- adopting the long view, which we are, which is we'd rather that person come back two, three, four, ten times versus holding on to that three dollars, that five dollars of the shipping one time. So um, it's really just delighting the customer that way. Again, aligning with our our broad goals. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. It's like it may be annoying to give someone a refund on something now, but like long term, you you really want to be like have this one person who's just always going to remember being angry at you over six dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, if you get a coffee or a sandwich someplace, and man, it just doesn't meet your expectations. And if you're really going to be that person to say, I want my money back, you know, from the business perspective, it's like, yeah, here, I'll give that back to you. Hope to see you again. Please come back, you know. But if you don't, you know, that guy's never coming back. That person's never coming back. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so where could people go to learn more about you and learn more about Merchline? Yeah, Merchline, Merchline.com. Uh, we're all on all the social outlets at Merchline. And then most of my monikers personally are on every new day. So at every new day at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And um, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're growing and enjoy being in the space and looking forward to doing some more great work into the future. 
If people have questions, can they ask you on Twitter? Yeah, of course, of course. I've been a little dormant on there, but I'm in. I'm open and available. Cool. All right. This has been this has been motivational. I'm in, I'm feeling inspired. Good, good. <laughs> Tuesday, go get it. I right, oh, this is Tuesday Tuesday's right the, now. You know, the, <laughs> Tuesday scares me because that's the day. Like everyone has to catch up on work on Monday, which means Tuesday is when my inbox explodes in the morning. Oh man, right on. Well, let's hop off here and dig into it. <laughs> All right, time to record the outro. To our listeners, however this audio made it into your ears, you can find out more about it at unofficialshopfypodcast.com. And if you'd like to be notified whenever a new episode goes live, you can sign up for my newsletter at kurtelster.com, and I promise I won't spam you too much. I will shoot you an email whenever we post a new episode. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Our program was produced today by Paul Rita. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.